down the bitch gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest edition of Five on the Floor post-game. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan, no Ethan, no Alex, no Brady, off or at the game for various t- for various reasons. That's okay. That's okay. We have enough. We have Eternal Bast. You can follow him on Twitter at Eternal Bast. And on for his maiden voyage on the broadcast, we have the dude who brings every Heat fan on social media together. Major Passons. He is also um, has contributed at Playbook Sports. He's now a member of the Five Reasons Sports Network, following the uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force as well as the Miami Heat. Thank you for joining us. We're going to dive into this game. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to, to speak as well, Major, here in a minute, so just bear with me. But I want to make sure everybody knows about our off-the-floor Discord server. This is the newest thing we have going. It is what we placed off-the-floor, our text messaging service. Nine different, at least nine different channels now. You can talk heat 24-7. We have host updates. We have the main thing chat where we talk all things Miami Heat. There's a fantasy gambling, esports, music, and culture. All of our promo deals posted. $2.99 on desktop, $3.99 on your Apple device. Off the floor, check it out. It is linked to the in the description of this episode, but also posted directly under the profiles of all of the members of Five on the Floor on our Twitter profile. So check it out, Off the Floor. All right, y'all. Unfortunately, now I got to tell y'all the score. 109-108 on Udonis Haslam's jersey uh, ceremony, retirement, ceremony night. 109-108. DeJounte Murray comes in with the clutches of clutch buckets late for the Hawks to get away. The Heat sputtered late on offense. It was ugly. So we're going to dive directly into the Rock Esports Gamer of the Night. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the Gamer of the Night. I think y'all know where I'm going with the Gamer of the Night. DeJounte Murray is that guy. He was huge, had the game-winning bucket, was big in the first half. Major, I come to you first, and thank you for joining the program. DeJounte Murray looks sick. He had a, a quiet second half because I think he had 15 at the break and finished with 22, mm-hmm. but 11 assists, the game-winning basket. What did you like from DeJounte Murray tonight, our gamer of the night? First half was a – specifically, he was really good there. Um, he was getting to his spots. The second half, like you said, for the most part, I thought the Heat were doing pretty good at making him uncomfortable, making him take shots he didn't really want to take. 
but that first half when he was getting to his spots and then late in the game, I, you know, obviously his three, you could see exactly what he wanted to do as soon as he got the ball. Like, I think players are just best when they're decisive and that's what he was when they needed him the most. It's really true. Um, Eternal said he could feel it in his soul when he went to that Eternal. Talk about uh, what will end up being the play of the night as well. So I'm already spoiling that, but that's okay. Talk us talk us through this final sequence because we're also going to get to the Udonis Haslam stuff. So we got lots to talk about. But as we just look at this game, I think everyone wants to just go directly to the end. And it was really frustrating for everybody. What is going on with this Heat offense? Like, they were getting into some two-man stuff that was working. There was a Jimmy Bam uh, moment where Jimmy threw an alley-oop to Bam. There was a Jimmy Tyler two-man game moment that I liked. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of abandoned it late. What the hell is happening to the Heat late in games now where they're either getting blown off the floor up in Toronto or tonight letting one slip away on their home floor? So I, I follow the program and not spoil um, what our play of the night is. Um, but I will say they have bad processes, you know, and they, and they pick up bad habits that follows them out throughout the game and throughout the year. And you see times on the floor where guys are just kind of running into each other. Like, I, I feel like a broken record. Like, they run into each other. They're occupying the same spaces. Like, they're not really, like, normally if somebody has, you know, the ball and you can kind of see, like, okay, they're not really getting anything going. Guys are shuffling their feet. To kind of yeah. present themselves open, like, hey, I'm open. Let me get the ball and throw it back to you so you can reset, whether it's Jimmy or Bam or whatever. And it just seems like either guys stick where they are or some guys, like, they take it and kind of go rogue a little bit and the ball sticks with them and then they take a hero shot, whether they make it or not. Like, it's still a hero shot. And so those are bad habits that, yeah, okay, cool, you made the shot. But then at the end of the game, and it's like, okay, you're still sticking and the offense isn't moving. Like, there's no flow to the offense. I will say, though, like, their lineup at the end, like, didn't make sense. Before they got to the end where Miami took the lead, where it was Josh, Kyle, um, Tyler, uh, Jimmy, and Bam, like, that, the lineup just didn't make sense at yeah, all. Kyle Lowry shouldn't have been out there. It just didn't make sense. So, um that was just frustrating to watch because it was a very winnable game. Um, and then you get to the end and, you know, I guess we'll get to the play game, uh, play tonight. We will. We'll do it right now. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954 581 8800 that's 954-581-8800 or that's insurancebylanette.com with two n's and two t's your best play for auto insurance homeowners insurance condo insurance life insurance or retirement program reach out to lynette at insurancebylanette.com so the play of the night it hurt the heat were up two right Am I right about that? They were up two. DeJounte Murray, full head of steam, comes down the floor, gets one up, converts it, swish from three, two seconds left. And a guy who was quiet in the second half had a very loud moment at the end 
some would say auditioning for Miami, as we saw in his Instagram stories showing, uh, looking up at the Miami Heat banners. I know everyone wants us to talk transactions, so they want me to go there, but I'm not going to spend too much time there. But damn, that dude did look good tonight. Major, let's focus in on what happened before that, though, um, just for a minute. So first, there was a possession where Tyler Hero got the ball, and it was essentially... Jalen Johnson got switched out on it to him. And I felt like Atlanta, that's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And instead of Tyler hero looking for any action or passing the ball, frankly, he just kind of settled for a, a shot. Mm-hmm. What is happening there? And then the fact that they couldn't get one off late, it's just, it seemed like there was miscommunications and breakdowns throughout the end of that game. So that kind of led up to that three. And then obviously um, the, the possession where they couldn't even get a shot off was bad. What what are you seeing late that you dislike most about what's happening to the Heat? They're just extremely predictable. Like, every team is predictable at the end of the games because everyone knows what certain teams like. But the Heat, like, they don't even try to counter it at the end of games. So Hero gets Jalen Johnson on him, which, good defender. That's what, what you said. Atlanta wants that. So he takes him in isolation. And then to Eternal's point earlier, no one moves. Even the guys that move like throughout the whole game stop moving. So I've noticed it even with like the shooters, they just stand there. I don't know if they say something in the huddle or what happens because it's every single game. It's been a couple years now. So they're not playing to their strengths at all. It's just like, oh, someone has to hit a, you know, tough shot. And, you know, it happens sometimes, but it's not what you want. You're right. right. That last possession is just, you got to know how much time's on the clock. It was a good pass out by Jimmy to Caleb, but Caleb's got to shoot that three. He has to know there's less than a second left. He can't take a dribble. That's just right. dribble. No, and that that's kind of what I mean by them kind of almost being in like a haze late. The fact that Caleb didn't have his feet set ready to take that shot. Like yeah. to me, that's just a it's a um it's a small glimmer into a larger issue that the team just was not prepared for that late they they got punched in the mouth with that DeJounte shot and they weren't ready for it late um there were some moments that that it looked like they were starting to come together I mentioned them earlier but ultimately this is an Atlanta team without Trey Young that they should have got this game because Jimmy Butler this show is sponsored by BetterHelp what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, all played. 
Eternal, they made a starting lineup change here. Kyle Lowry exited the starting lineup. Caleb mm-hmm. Martin entered. Uh, Brady Hawk, shout out to him. He kind of predicted this was going to happen on UD night. He thought it would be Haywood Highsmith, but it ended up being Caleb Martin. What did you think about the starting lineup change? What did you think about what we saw from the early lineup that had Nico as the de facto point guard? I'm using air quotes for our listeners rather than mm-hmm. our viewers. Um, what did you like about the starting lineup or dislike? Do you think they need to do something differently with that starting unit? But now that Kyle Lowry is um, out of it, which I do want to clarify, there um, appears to be um, a chance Kyle Lowry could be reinserted back into the starting lineup. So just watch for that. I do want to say that with the fact that they lost this game, it would give Spolster an out to kind of go back to whatever he's comfortable with. But I don't know that the Kyle Lowry thing is an extended move to the bench. We shall see. But Eternal, what did you think of the new group up front? I didn't like it. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna start that group, then I think it makes sense um to use Nico as an organizer, as a facilitator. But outside of the first position, they didn't really use Nico in that way. I mean, we saw uh Caleb initiate some of the offense. Some of Jimmy initiated the offense, which I'm not mad at Jimmy initiating the offense or whatever. But if you want to get the ball moving, as we see sometimes, even if Nico doesn't get the assist per se, some of the passes that he makes sets up other guys that make the pass. And so, like, we just didn't see, you know, any of the movement that you would think would happen with this with this particular lineup. And the ball kind of stuck, whether that was with Caleb um, at times or whatever. But it didn't necessarily seem like it made that much of a difference because they still had the same bad habits. And also, too, I can't really say that this changed anything for Kyle because Kyle still ended up playing. Um, let me see here. Kyle played 11 minutes, right? But there was a, a chunk of, in the middle of the game where Kyle played a lot of minutes. And some of that was even in the fourth where Kyle played, um, I think, like at least three to four he started off. So Well, he, he fin- Kyle finished with 24 minutes. Just Okay, just it's, 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 wrong on, it's wrong on the NBA app. Okay. Got it's it. Wrong yeah, on no, he, he finished with 24 minutes off the bench, only two points, yeah. one of four from the field, four assists, three rebounds. So, I mean, really, what did it change with him not starting? You know, so – yeah, I don't really necessarily think it changed anything. Um, but I do think going forward, uh, Greg Major, is that maybe he trusts Nico a little bit more yep. to to do that, just to kind of see. Because the thing is, you have to see, all right, this worked or it didn't work, we'll go to something else. But whatever they did today didn't work, obviously. Uh, they finished, the last bucket was a Tyler 3, and it was 35 seconds left. 35 seconds left. And that's before Josh committed the foul. They um, they hit the two shots. Now it's um, one oh uh, what was it one oh six one oh eight. Tyler comes down. They clear out. Tyler misses. Dejounte get the long rebound. Come down. He's a three. That's that's how you finish out one oh nine one oh eight. So yeah, the problems are still there. Great. Major, if you could start a different lineup, what would be your ideal starting lineup with the players they have at their disposal right now? Not counting, not counting Jaime Hawkins because he's out. So, um, you know, with the guys they had available, is there a starting lineup change you think would make more sense than just the Caleb for Kyle swap that we saw tonight? I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's like really an option that solves their problems because their problems come from that point guard spot and they don't have a guy to really put there. I think Nico is interesting in it, but 
with the other players, they don't really play to his strengths with it. Like in the starting lineup, if he was actually running the point guard, he was pushing the pace, everything. I think it would have a good, you know, possibility of working out. You have Bam, you have Hero, um, and you have, you know, Caleb all run out. Jimmy does on occasion, but it's not the same as playoff Jimmy. So it's not the exact same as we're, you know, used to. But those guys running with Nico could have potential to do great things, but they didn't do that. So it's, and I think that's a weird thing that I want to mention of Spo typically plays people to their strengths and it's like Nico's not. So it's, I think that's a little weird. I think they're just trying to find him playing time, which I think is great, but it is interesting that everyone gets played to their strengths except for Nico. So to me, that shows that they like him and they want him to play, even if it's not ideal situation. So that could be the thinking of, Hey, let's get the ball in his hands. Yeah, no, and I wish they'd do it more, honestly. I think that that is something early in the games. I understand why they don't go to it late, but it's something I want to see more early. And also, it just seems like every time Duncan Robinson's on the court, everything's flowing better. And so I, somebody who's been a proponent of trading Duncan Robinson in the past, I'm now here to say I think he should play a lot more. Um, And I think that he even maybe could become a starter and – and I wouldn't be mad at it. I guess I'll just say that because I just think certain things just flow better with Duncan Robinson on the court, but we'll see what Eric Spolstra goes to next. I have a feeling he's not going to do anything too drastic just yet, but I will say that loss in Toronto combined with the loss against Atlanta are two bad ones right in a row. And uh, I I don't expect that that's going to just be taken lightly. They got to figure something out. We're going to go to the injury report and then wrap with Udonis Haslam thoughts as that was really the, uh, the play of the night that transcended the game results. But first, let's go to the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now the injury report. Injury reports clearing up. Kevin Love was back. We had Tyler Hero back um, and playing. Jimmy was playing. Bam was playing. So you're seeing a lot of the normal faces. No Jaime Jaquez. He, He continues to be out. Uh, and I think that he'll continue to get some rest, but I've heard, and I'm going to reiterate again, he still plans to dunk. So I think that that's a good sign that his groin is not in any bad shape. Kevin Love escaped injury. There were some rumors that he had a more extensive knee injury. It turned out um, that I think he just had to take a trip to the dentist. He's fine. He was back tonight in 11 nondescript minutes. Um, but overall, the team is as healthy as they've been in some time. So it's going to not be um, – okay for them to continue to drop these games when they're healthy eternal what do you have to add yes so from brady hawk um sitting in the closing game with spo spo on shifting the starter says to start that starting group can be dynamic here is something to, to note greg he said he talks about kyle anchoring the bench without jaime so it may not be some it's interesting right um Another thing, Greg, and, and, you know, just to go back to you, um, Barry Jackson asked DeJounte Murray about his Instagram post Friday morning. Um, If people didn't see it, it was a post of him taking a picture of the Raptors, the Raptors of all the um, retired jerseys. Um, 
He asked him, why did he do that? He said, it's respect for the legends that have played this game the right way before. Um, that's all it is. He asked him about the trade rumors. He said, I have no comment. Dun, dun, dun. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, I think DeJounte Murray did a hell of a job enduring himself to Heat fans with that last shot, although it hurts to be on the other end of this. Um, let's shift to you, Donis Haslam. I'd love to hear everybody's favorite UD moment. I'm going to go to mine quickly. And it was a great ceremony. The Miami Heat always do a great job of taking care of their own. And tonight on Udonis Haslam night, the Jersey uh, retirement ceremony was great. My favorite Udonis Haslam moment undoubtedly was when Udonis Haslam popped Tyler Hansborough. I almost said Tyler Hero there. Tyler Hansborough. <laughs> Uh, after he took a shot at Dwayne Wade, I thought that that was such a, a seminal moment for for Hurricane for listen to me for Hurricanes for Heat culture, um, and so that was a a real big one. Major, what was your favorite UD moment that comes to mind? I'll go to UD and Dwight Howard. That's, oh yeah, that's that was I've never gone so crazy for a guy. I feel like he only played like a minute or two in that game and got ejected. I don't know if I'm like no, you're right. And that was I've never been so happy for someone to get ejected so quickly. I was like jumping out off my couch, like yes, let's go UD. And I'm like that was he literally just went into fight. That was like that's prime UD. <laughs> Absolutely, Eternal, your favorite UD moment before we close. It's so many to go to. But I would say his last game, you know, um, to close out the season last year. That's Everybody was hyped. We got to do that on playback, so we all got to share that experience together. UD hitting that three in the corner. Um, it was Alley-oop great... dunk. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan. Duncan Robinson threw an alley-oop to UD. He can say he threw the last alley-oop that UD received. And – it was crazy because he almost didn't get up there, but he finished it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess if it was, if it's not the 06 finals, um, the defense that he played on on Dirk, it would have to be that. It had to be his last game. I love that. I love bringing up the current event because that was really a good one. Thank you to Major. Thank you to Eternal. Sorry the Miami Heat did not get the victory tonight. It was a tough one. DeJounte Murray rips the heart out of Heat fans. But we will have you covered as the Miami Heat uh get ready to play their next game. Who do they have next on the schedule, y'all? I've These games are running together for me now. The Magic. Uh, yeah. Magic. Okay, so they, they go to Orlando Sunday. That's a 6 o'clock Eastern tip. We'll have you covered for that. I think we may even have Jonathan Ramlikan covering the game on site. So we'll have you covered. Thank you to our sponsors. And good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.